Welcome to the Geek Geek Podcast, where today we're being a little bit meta. I'm Void, and I'm here with my co-host, Beige. I don't have anything. I've got nothing for meta. It's like, ah, uh, hi, guys. Yeah, hi. Uh, today we're talking about podcast movement, because BJ went, and that's where he's been for basically the last week straight, right? Yeah, it was Tuesday to Friday. Like, it was one of the longest conferences I've ever been to, and it was magnificent. I didn't expect to get as much out of it as I did, but it's it was just awesome. So tell me about it. I I know a little bit from texting and I mean, we talk, but we don't actually maybe people don't know this. We don't actually like talk talk when we're not recording. We text, though. So I know what's been yeah. going on. Um, but tell me, I want to hear about it. So podcast movement is the biggest podcasting conference out there. Like it's this big international event where I want to say there were three to four thousand people there at this one. And it, this year it was in Orlando, Florida. I think think if I'm if I'm remembering correctly this is the 14th year they've done it it's either the 14th or the 7th and I think I'm getting things confused uh maybe with something else but it's it's been there for a long time maybe it's seven this is the seventh year for this one and 14th year for podcast awards which we are a finalist for thanks to you guys which is what I was thinking of so thank you for that that's uh, amazing, you guys yeah. are awesome for that that's what i was getting confused about but it had to do with you guys too so it is awesome as well so um we really do appreciate you making it you helping us make it to the final round of that one so uh it's awesome um but yeah podcast movement is i think this is its seventh year and it is just gigantic and it's podcasters from all over the world it's basically uh, i've heard it put as the e3 of podcasting if that kind of gives you a, a an idea of who is in attendance in terms of the industry and who is like set up as exhibitors, that kind of stuff. Yeah, totally. No, that makes sense. I mean, especially based on what you've told me and what I've heard about it from you. And I wasn't sure initially how many panels I would be attending. Like I knew that I was going to be going to some, right? I mean, um, I was going to be going, but I didn't know if it was going to be an eight to five kind of panel thing. I didn't know if it was going to be spending more time on the exhibit floor or the exhibitor floor making all sorts of connections or just talking to people in the hallway. I had no idea how people actually approached this conference. And it was kind of a mix of all three. So I was able to talk to and make a lot of friends. I was able to actually sit and talk with people from the different companies like Libsyn. I was able to go up and ask questions about how to uh, drill down into our staff. Like you can actually check cities in our stats, but in the U.S., you can just click the uh, picture of the United States and it will give you a list of the top cities that listen to you. So you can do more targeted events and things like that. So just being able to talk to them about things in the in the industry that you might not think about sending an email for or looking up or something jumpstart dm is a podcasting host it's a free podcast host and uh, they put two ad like two minutes of ads in your in your um in your show before one before and one in the middle you get to pick where and uh, it's completely free and it's like anchor only you get like a lot better stats and everything from it and i haven't used it or anything but uh, the reason i bring it up is they had the best marketing i've seen at a conference before every day y'all may have seen this on twitter every day they had a pen full of puppies that they just had they worked with an, an animal organization to have just a collection of of fresh, happy, playful puppies every day for people to go in and relax with. And if you want to get people to your booth, puppies will do it. And then when the puppies were gone, they started giving away free beer. That's really it's cool. Like, That's smart. They, 
Yeah, it was super smart. It's like, I don't like their marketing, their CMO, their marketing person who came up with this, whoever it was really deserves a raise because I never saw that that booth without people there and the the people talking to somebody. So like it was great. So basically the entire day, the entire thing was, like I said, Tuesday to Friday. And so there were parties at night. There were like, they were absolutely nuts. And I went on behalf of geek to geek and the weekly WP roundup who, uh, which is my stream that I do for work on Friday. So I ran into people who they saw my Divi shirt and they were like, "Yo, is that a Divi shirt? And it was like, I started talking to WordPress developers that, and podcasts that they do happened to be somebody I ran into who was a designer who was already one of our affiliates who had a Divi podcast, like a web design podcast that uh, all of his people knew that he used Divi and like bought through his affiliate for us. Like it was just crazy how big and diverse this was. So I picked up so many things. And in general, this is a a conference for podcasters that uh, it is mostly industry stuff. It is a creation conference. And there are a lot of people who are podcasts, like super into podcasts that may not have their own, that they're just the, the kind of person who may subscribe to hundreds of them, but might not actually create. And so that's not to say that you're not going to get anything out of this. Like there is a lot in there for you too, because everybody there is also a listener of some kind. So there was a lot talking to that that perspective as well and we were all trying to really keep it together um but it was a it's a weird mix that worked perfectly like this was probably the best conference i've ever been to it's it's just great that's impressive i mean there's a lot of conferences out there so and I know you've been to a bunch of them. So I'm glad that yeah. they worked out so well and you liked it. It did. And I was nervous going in, but it it was in Orlando. I was able to actually go down and visit Austin afterward, which was great. We beat a Dragon Quest game together, uh, Dragon Quest Swords, while I was visiting down there. So it was a, a completely magnificent trip. And like I just kind of wanted to talk about some of the stuff I've picked up in case any of our listeners have shows or are thinking about shows um, and, and really just some of the stuff that we may be introducing the way that we do things uh, based on some of this, these best practices. Um, it, it's just uh, really, I, I, that's what I wanted to talk about. And I was lucky enough this time to be a scholarship recipient that, that it's a, it's a fairly expensive conference where if you, if you wait, it can be up to 450 to $650 for the ticket alone. And I was lucky enough to be able to get one of the scholarships, uh, based around geek to geek, uh, because of our, our insight and, and focus on community. So I was able to have a lunch with, uh, Aaron Mankey of lore. Um, and I know that you've listened to lore a bit or a bunch i don't know i don't remember yeah, how much some. you stuck I've listened with it to some of it i don't regularly listen but i i think i binged it one week where i like listened to everything that existed at the time right and i haven't done even quite that much like i've listened i've cherry picked episodes and uh they're really really good and uh the guy is really really nice and we were able to have this like 20 person uh, kind of mini seminar with him just to ask questions. And it was a really, really, really funny because from him, 
he really started showing how different the podcast space is becoming now that as it's moving into mainstream, we're uh, like the entire industry, the face of what people see is changing, where he found out even about that uh, he recently saw cooking podcasts start uh, start appearing. And I don't mean like food podcasts. I mean, like Julia Child recipe cooking show podcasts, um, which is just nuts to me to think about that that is typically something that's very visual you want to see what the person is doing and it uh, apparently is working very well in podcast form so i immediately started thinking like maybe that would be able to get jennifer into podcasting she's like the second best cook i know the first being her dad who was magnificent in the kitchen he is just crazy and uh, but like she is she's magnificent like she could do this and then i learned that uh, aaron mankey had made fun of me multiple times over the course of the uh over the course of the the talk because he was talking at one point saying how uh he got a job before he did lore uh, that and it was kind of soul sucking and he was a uh he wrote marketing articles for a web development company and he was like i don't mean to insult any of you uh web developers out there if any of you guys are web developers i just kind of raised my hand and he was like really i'm like yeah i write marketing articles for a web development company he was like oh my god really and i'm like yeah, it can be soul-sucking i mean they're not all fun articles uh but i was like i get it and then he uh he said something else later on and he was talking about how podcasts in the early er, in the 2000s and the early 2010s here and i don't ever know what to call them so you're getting the generic ones guys um was that not all podcasts anymore are two white dudes talking about video games. And I just laughed and because that's what we are. We are two white dudes who generally talk about video games. And it's apparently like that wasn't the only time I heard that joke being made that we are the butt of so many podcasting jokes that it is insane how much of a butt of the jokes that we actually are. Have you noticed that kind of thing when you if you tell people about the podcast? podcast um i don't know how much you do in person or not uh, when you if you mention it like that but do you get that being two dudes doing a a, a video game podcast yeah it's very stereotypical for a podcast mm -hmm. but i also i know what you and i are going for and i listen to so many gaming podcasts that i know that we're not that we're not the typical exactly. one we talk about a lot and we talk about sometimes similar topics but it's like we want to make a community and we want to give people a chance to geek out about things that they're interested in. Like I just did an episode on butterflies that was awesome. Like I've gotten a ton of great feedback about that episode that I did with my wife. Um, you know, it's it's things like that. Like we branch out from it and we definitely talk about other things too, but we do kind of always come back to video games. I'm I'm okay with the balance that we've struck. I am too. And that's what uh, what makes me really what makes it really good because of that. It gives me a springboard for being able to pitch our show because I'm like, act, like, yes, we are this. And we wanted to kind of subvert that and do something different. And I'll talk to them about the meditation episode we did. I talked to, I, I would mention the woodworking episode that I did with Jennifer, that kind of thing. I didn't think about the butterfly when they had just come out like that day uh, or the day before. And it, uh, but yeah, that's what we were doing. So people were really interested at the idea of what we were doing to do something different. So I know it put people's uh, like, generally people's uh, heads like around what we were doing and really liked it. And so when I was talking to Aaron Mankey, he, I don't remember what the third one was, but I asked him a question He and he just kind of looked at me and he was like, wow, so I've insulted you just personally like three times in this talk already. I'm so sorry. <laughs> and it was, I mean, he was just a really funny guy. I liked him. 
And so over the, overall the conference, like I learned about that being the biggest joke, like multiple people had that, but it let me have that kind of jumping off point. Like you had mentioned, um, I learned that most people like, uh, don't download their episodes anymore that most of the time now they're actually streamed. Is that how you do it? No, or do I you don't actually I download actually, them. I download, but I subscribe to a lot and I have them auto download. Um, but I know I could see why a lot of people would be streaming. Like if that shifts to being the primary way of consuming them, I wouldn't be surprised at all. Yeah, I mean, and it's moving toward that very, very quickly where it they, they broke it down in one of the sessions, one of the keynotes into it was veteran podcasters. And this was from uh, um, Edison Research. They're a research firm in the podcast industry. And this is what they do is market research. And they broke it into veteran podcast listeners and uh new newcomer podcast listeners i think and uh the way that they were looking at it is that so many more numbers now are getting uh are streaming that even it's not even all spotify or or pandora or something like that it's through pocket casts or overcast or or apple podcasts where they're streaming them rather than downloading and what that means is that well actually nothing right now that means absolutely nothing the uh, the iab standards are know how to look at them and count them but pretty soon that's going to change the way that stats will work it's going to change the way media is delivered and um it's not going to be huge but it's probably going to be for the better because rss is an old technology and by being able to put in like streaming standards or something like that it's going to actually really help the medium along and i learned that uh, those newcomers tend to be millennials that people who are are just a little older than us the the i don't even know what the this they're not boomers i guess the gen xers uh it might be boomers gen x is right before us they're the ones who will binge a podcast, who will start from the beginning and listen to every episode. They subscribe to a podcast to listen to every episode. Generally, if you started listening to podcasts before the last two years, that may be the way that you approach podcasts, according to the research. And I learned that millennials and newcomers tend to cherry pick episodes, which is why uh, like serialized serialized content may not sit as well with some people as episodic because like somebody may not want to listen to our meditation episode or your butterfly episode and that's okay but it tends to be now that that skews toward the younger millennial group than to do that uh if they're new to podcasting yeah i mean there's nothing wrong with butterflies so they should listen to it but no i it's interesting because like you and i are on the older end of millennial Mm -hmm. and not the younger end and I do both of those things that you just mentioned. Like, do I will go into a new podcast and I will cherry pick a bunch that I'm like, these are topics that I know I have the highest probability of being interested in. And I'll download a handful of episodes. And if I listen to all of those episodes and I haven't like bounced off the podcast, then I will subscribe and then I'll go back and I'll download literally everything. Like, I just did that with that Alan Alda one that I was talking about the other week, the yeah. Clear and Vivid. Like, I had cherry picked, I think it was like three or five episodes, listened to them, got to the end, and I was like, yeah, I want more of that. And then I just downloaded just the fire hose, just everything else. That's and, and that's awesome. Like, that's I think that's what people do with us, honestly. I know that there are people who I know that, like, No Rupologies, who's on uh, Twitter and Discord, uh, has told us, told me about that, about going back, listening, being like, oh, Okay, 
I like that. And then going back to the beginning and just listening through all the way through, which that is a very uh, common way to to get into podcasting. And it tends to be the the younger millennials to do that who are our age. And well, I say younger millennials, but it's really the the middling millennials that do that uh, approaching us. I realized that that's how I do it is I cherry pick everything. Like even episodes, even shows that I really, really love, I tend not to listen to every single episode. I'm going to be completely topical because I don't usually listen to every single one of anything. Uh, the Adventure Zone or something like that is the only one I could see it because that's a story being told. But if it's not a completely serialized show like that, I probably won't. And um, I learned that like... You need to use keywords in the description and subtitle. Like, I need to actually update hours uh, because I realized that I put in things like video games and books and movies and pop culture. And what I actually need to be putting in there is Final Fantasy and Pokemon and Nintendo and things like that will actually show up a lot better because of the search terms. And I know that. I know that from work. But I didn't think about it until somebody explicitly said it. Like I know you and I were talking about before this, that subscribing to a podcast in Apple Podcasts is the single most important ranking factor for any podcast out there. That downloads are great, that they help, that, that reviews do nothing but provide social capital, which does mean a lot. But the number of people, and this is from Libsyn, this is from Rob Walsh at Libsyn, saying that the number one way that you go up and be prioritized in the Apple Podcasts uh searches is to have a the is based on the number of people who click the subscribe button of new people who click the subscribe button within seven days that is by far the most uh the most useful uh metric that you can get so anyone out there listening even if you don't use apple podcasts please go to apple podcasts and click the subscribe button if you haven't already i will love you forever for doing that <laughs> um, i i will love you forever anyway but i might like you a little more if you do that um but no, I won't do that either. I'll love you and like you the same. But um, like I said, the reviews are social capital. They do work. There were a number of listeners talking about that. That was how they decided whether to take recommendations from other people. That if the uh, reviews, uh, even if their best friends loved it, and word of mouth was by far the best, by far the best metric of uh, like getting people introduced to new shows, the best way to do it, the best avenue. Um if the reviews of the show were unfavorable, they generally tended not to even try it. So reviews do matter. They just don't affect the uh, they don't directly affect the subscribe and ranking, but they affect it so that somebody will listen to it and then hit the subscribe button. So they're an indirect uh, way for you to, to increase your rankings. They've talked to, they were talking a lot about how different places with a voice call in number, like where we talk about discord, we talk about Slack and all of that stuff in Twitter that apparently people really like calling you. And I've noticed this from the dragon quest FM podcast that I do that we've had a lot of people use the anchor podcast, um, messaging system where they'll just leave us voice messages on there so like getting a google voice number providing it in the show notes and letting people call you to tell you what you what they think about the podcast gets that engagement going so that's something to think about and um i want to give rob a shout out like rob from the comic box rob uh at noby k-n-o-w-b-y on twitter um our and sometimes rob 
apparently when you rebrand and again this is directly from rob walsh at uh libsyn he was talking to somebody about uh, rebranding their podcast and even on a rebrand they suggest keeping the same rss feed that uh, and i know that rob uh, our rob did this with the comic box and that was a great move it means that you keep people who have kept that in your your their feeds and their podcatchers and they're going to hear that new episode they might unsubscribe but that's the worst that's going to happen um rob said that uh rob from libsyn was talking about how they suggested to everybody that if it is at all possible you keep that same rss feed um or you're able to redirect it it to your new one in whatever place that you're uh doing like apple podcasts or something like that that's super interesting i, yeah, I totally super get interesting. why it makes a lot of sense it's just that's an interesting thought so good job rob yeah i never never really thought about that like i thought it was i thought that was something that would be considered an underhanded tactic where it was like leveraging your butterfly podcast audience to launch a mole i don't know why that was the one that came into my a mole podcast um but it it's something that generally you're you as a person are doing podcasts within the same realm of each other where there's likely overlap, which was uh, what he was saying, that you're not having to build back up from nothing. You're building back up from that audience that overlapped with your your existing podcast or your former podcast. Instagram is everything, apparently. I know that you've seen me talk a lot about it in the creator chat that we have on Slack. And everyone, literally every panel, every just about every body I talked to was talking about how well Instagram was doing for their podcasts. Because you can do stories with video and audio. You can do the audiograms that you can post to your main feed. It apparently really really converts listeners and that is something that i had never really thought about and i didn't know if our audience was there like ours geek to geek podcast this podcast is there uh, if we had an audience there to even try it and then when i talked to the other geek podcasts when i was talking to people like 30 pop and uh, the millennial nerds and things like that just the the way that they were doing it there are so many people just on Instagram looking at fan art, looking at pictures of video games, looking at retro gaming and all of the stuff like that, that they're going to be hit follow. They're going to be the ones to see or hear your clip as they're going through your stories. And then they're going to go in and be like, hey, that sounded really cool. I'm going to go listen to that. Then they're going to cherry pick that episode, which then will be one click away from being a subscriber and a member of your community. That's super interesting. I mean, it doesn't surprise me. I do a lot of social media advertising for work. I purposefully, like when we started this podcast, I was like, I'm not going to try to make this a marketing thing because I do enough of that in my free time. But I right. love that like over time, you've kind of organically tried different things and seen like try to figure out where our community is. Because mm -hmm. if it's about like growing the community, I'm all for it. And if we get more listeners and more people along the way, that's great too. But like, that's the core of what we want to do. It is. And that's, and, and that's really where I'm approaching a lot of this from is that this isn't about money. Like money would be great. I would love to make this podcast 
for a living. Like that would be wonderful. Somebody pay our salary to do this. But what it really is, and when I say conversion, I mean moving from one platform to another, like listening to us so that we can talk with you, so that you become our friends. You become one of the geeks that we are too geeking. <laughs> I mean, it's that's what we're looking for. Uh, and that's what I'm looking for when I talk about conversion and all of that. It's like, I want you to hit subscribe so that you can eventually get on Twitter or Instagram or whatever so that we'll have something to talk about so that we can have these conversations like so many uh, so many of us do on Slack and Discord and Twitter already. And if people are there on Instagram that we haven't met yet, I want to be able to do that because apparently there is a geek community there that I have not known about because I don't understand Instagram. So if you guys want to uh, want to see how that works, it is geek to geek media on uh, Instagram. We'll see how that goes. <laughs> um, well, and apparently we've been doing Patreon wrong forever. We have. We have yeah. been um, I kept getting really a lot wrong. of in, like, notes from you about Patreon throughout the week. And I was like, okay, you're going to come back and overhaul this. I don't even have to like think about it. I just, It's interesting. But I was nope. like, I'll just let you handle this. Yeah, it's super interesting. Like, I, A lot of this was about monetization. I mean, this is an industry conference. So a lot of it really was about monetizing your podcast in whatever way that you could. And it's uh, generally seen right now in that the the two big ones are sponsorships and ads, um, which generally come down from on high, and you have to have like five to fifty thousand. Generally, they were talking about fifty thousand downloads to really make money at doing it. And then there's Patreon, where you really leverage the community. And um, that was, I mean, and that's where we are. We're a community based podcast. That's why we're on the social on the social networks all the time talking with you guys because we love you and so they were talking about this and they were saying that you should talk about it first thing just as a reminder hey guys you're listening to the geek to geek podcast and i'm blah 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 we have a patreon at blah 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 that kind of thing just so people know that it's there like don't even pitch it don't even do anything like check us out there you can see other content that kind of thing same for emails which we don't push nearly enough i know you as a marketer um have an email list that you probably hold on to like Gollum with uh, the one ring like you protect that right yeah yeah I mean, you got to be careful. There's a that's a whole topic, but yes. But yeah, like email is one of those things where it's uh, like we've not done anything. And apparently the when I actually do get on email and I will send something out, I get replies back. Like I actually do have people who are replying to the podcast and like to the welcome emails. So if you want, and and I'm really bad about following up with that. And so that's something that I've learned from here and everything else is like, I really, really need to get better at that. And so if you guys out there are running anything that has an email list, you should probably get better at it with me because I am not good at it. But in terms of like Patreon stuff, if you're doing one as well, like Patreon themselves, and this was a Patreon work shop for intermediate podcasters who uh, were were looking to either start a podcast or, a, or I mean, a start a Patreon or jumpstart a Patreon and uh, kind of revamp it, which is where I'm at. And they were talking about that Patreon has moved from a subscription and 
they'd moved from a subscription and crowdfunding service to a membership program that really the way that they approach it is a membership platform at this point that like if you would be running um, WordPress like member press or anything that you would subscribe to for extra content or just to uh, be a member of that community really um, to get access and it's like they were talking about how the th- that there are three to five tiers max that do not do like tears and tears because it overwhelms people. Um, I think we're down to three right now, which I had, I want to say six or seven. Um, and people never did some of them completely nixed to them. Um, the fewer, the better they say, uh, that you could even get away with one that they said the number one thing to do is a $5 a month, uh, Patreon tier that uh, gets them something and that uh, that is the number one thing people subscribe to with the number two being a $3 tier uh, being the, the next and they suggest not doing $1 tiers because they technically lose money that with everything going on that $1 tiers don't even uh, pay through all of the fees and how everything uh, works on there so if you're a member of the geek to geek Patreon I have unpublished the $1 tier, but, and that's why I'm bringing this up, is if other people have this, there is an option called unpublish, which means it is not deleted. Nothing will change for people who are already within that tier. New people just can't sign up for it. And that is all it means. So for us, I unpublished the $1 tier for that. Uh, so, and uh, just left it and trying to take Patreon's uh, advice. And when looking at the numbers between this one and the Dragon Quest FM one, they're absolutely right. Based on who is paying for what at which tier to be a to be a member, absolutely their numbers line up with ours exactly in terms of who does what. It's uh it's almost like they have the back end statistics to uh to base things on. <laughs> That's I mean it totally makes sense. That's great. It does. And they talk about how this, uh, like, looking at it as a membership program, then you have to think about your audience. Like, it all comes back to community. This entire weekend, this entire week, I mean, it wasn't even a weekend conference. It was Tuesday to Friday. This entire week, they were talking about community is your number one asset. And so knowing that community and that audience is the the number one thing that you have, that that's the number one information that you need. And so they basically had a, a, a slide that showed a scale that goes from altruistic to materialistic that there are that is the way that people tend to look at spending their money that you have people who will sign up for your patreon or join your membership site or whatever who want to give you money because of what what you do what you they like what you do there are people who will not do that and will only give you money if you give them something really cool in return. And so you have to find where your the most of your audience falls on that scale. And so that's going to be something that I'm looking into over the next probably few months, probably the rest of this year, um, looking at seeing where our audience like kind of lies on that and i'm guessing based on what it is what we've had so far and the conversations that i've had i think ours lie somewhere ours it sits somewhere in the middle that people like stuff obviously and i want to get like geek to geek stickers and things like that put on there so that that'll be something to give i want to get like some sort of exclusive content on there so that people who want something can get something but i really think based on the people who i've talked to we have a lot of altruistic people
people, people who really want to support the creators that they love. And uh, which means that you went, like you said earlier, that uh, the community that we wanted to build, like we've attracted those people. Like, I think that uh, I think that it's worked out exceptionally well. Yeah, I mean, don't expect us to suddenly put a bunch of stuff behind a paywall. We're not going to do that. That's not no, the kind of never. people that we are. But yeah, it's interesting to see that a lot of people are just trying to support the podcast as of right now. But also, I totally get that it might help a little bit if we put some bonus content type of stuff behind the Patreon. So we might end up doing that. I don't know. It's all kind of open discussions, but it's still so interesting to hear all of the different things that you learned, whether or not we apply them directly. But I know that, exactly. you know, there's a lot of people that listen to this podcast that also have their own podcast or are interested in doing it. So hopefully like this helps them. I mean, I know we're going to jump off Patreon to other topic here in a second, but before we do, you should probably just plug our Patreon right here instead of That's waiting true. till later. That is true. Um, you guys, you've heard me talk about this. So if you do go to patreon.com slash geek to geekcast you'll see uh, the newly revamped and upcoming revamp of our Patreon. Um, right now we have, I want to say, a $2 tier, a $5 tier, and a $50 tier. Um, the reason being is that the $2 tier is you guys are awesome and you can start looking at the Patreon lens, which is basically a Patreon kind of Snapchat story that I'm still trying to figure out this stuff how to do. Like Instagram stories, Patreon stories, I don't know what I'm doing, but that's the kind of like exclusive content like Patreon talks about. Um, there's also a $5 tier where you can get the uh, Patron Saint of Geekery title for our Discord, uh, which is awesome. And uh, you also get the lens tier. And then the $50 tier is actually where we're going to sell an ad. I left it on there because I actually had this idea a while back and other people do it too. It is a straight up purchase, like a purchase venue for people that if they... That that's how they sell their ads for their podcast is they do it through Patreon because it's already set up. So if you guys have something you want to advertise on geek to geek we have a Patreon tier for that. So it's basically, it is literally just buying an ad. Um, so really, the, the I have a 2 and $5 one on there now to see how that goes and uh, how we're going to learn from it. And so, like you said, uh, it's at patreon.com slash geek to geekcast but like you said, it's I, I'm talking about this specifically because this was a a at max like a six hundred and fifty dollar ticket, and it and on top of travel expenses, I want somebody out there to at least get these snippets of things that I remember and really landed on. You know, yeah, um, I mean that's this what is, I wanted from this. This is great. I'm just sitting here listening mostly this week, and it's like I, I do live streaming for work, so a lot of the stuff that I went to was live streaming and uh, doing live shows. And it's really crazy to me how much live shows are taking off right now that that is becoming both a huge marketing device and it's becoming a very, very big uh, money like. I don't even like revenue generator. That was the term I was looking for. Like it generates so much revenue for the shows because they're um, reaching the audience directly like. Actually, one of our Patreon tiers is if I ever see you in person, I will hug you. I will give you a hug if you listen to this show. And uh, it's uh, like, if you want, I'm not just going to like hug attack you. And you're like, no, 
uh, but I will. I'll hug you. Like, and that's the kind of thing. It's like if I saw you at a live event, you could be like, hey, I, I gave you a dollar. I'm like, here's your dollar hug. And uh, that kind of thing. That kind of interaction is apparently really, really, really big right now. Um, like I know that you and other people, I think there are members of our audience. I want to say that Data Error did. I think it's who I'm um, thinking of. Went to see like the Adventure Zone live show. Did you see them live, or am I just thinking that you did? No, I saw them live. Um, I didn't see the Adventure Zone. I saw Bim Bam, and I'm actually going to go see them again this year. So that'll be awesome. I yeah, I love the live shows. They're great. Okay, now tell me, I've not done one. I've never, I've only listened to the recordings of the, of live shows. So how does that experience differ from a typical kind of comedy show or a uh, listening to the live recording of that show on, during your normal commute or however you listen? I mean, it's, it's really mostly the energy of having a live audience, you know? Okay. Because it, the core of it, it's basically just the podcast. But like they're up on stage, you can see them. But also it's like being in a giant group of people who all like that same podcast and you all get to react to it in real time. That's the experience that you're going for. In terms of the show itself, it's not like it's nothing different than what you listen to. It's just the experience of being there. It's like well, some music, not everybody who does a concert. You know, some of them go all out. And they make it into a whole experience. But sometimes you go to a concert and it's just music and the experience is being there in the moment. Um, it's that kind of thing. And that's what they were talking about. That's and I would, that's why I asked because that's what they were talking about. Specifically, the energy of the live audience—that there's something about being there and a part of something that you like, and seeing those people who you feel some sort of connection to—that it uh, it really, really, really changes things. And so I went to one panel uh, that was put on by the ladies who do a show called Cafecito Break. And they are a low, like they're not local, like their their podcast is great, but they record locally at like different restaurants and things like that around Brooklyn. And so there's even a place where they record regularly that basically has their branding up everywhere so that people know that that's where they do it and that they will get an audience coming in just to do that where they're just recording the show. And that kind of thing is is interesting. Like it helps promote the, the business itself, especially if you have a local slant like in brooklyn of course you're gonna have people listening to your podcast in brooklyn i mean i'm sure we have right now somebody listening to this is probably in brooklyn and you're gonna go look for that uh look for that and see where uh where they're they're recording that i really hope that's the case at least and like that kind of thing was really important they were talking about the local about local um local podcasts being huge like you really like micro niching where they, they, oh, there's always the idea of niching down uh, and that was something that people like I don't know about you but people told me when we started this like we should be a lot more specific about what kind of stuff we were talking about and that was kind of not the point that we were doing um, but if you're you do a podcast about your town and then you record it at uh, the public library or at the at city hall or the municipal building or wherever it, or go out to events and record it there you're going to be seen and listened to especially if it's good but that kind of thing is is gaining a lot of of popularity and a lot of traction in different towns too which has led to journalism uh jobs being offered to people who are going out there and doing it and city jobs in terms of like communication uh communications uh ad advisors and coordinators and that kind of stuff people were talking about it started with i want to do a podcast about my town and now I'm the um, marketing director or whatever for uh, for the city. Like these kind of things are 
awesome right now. And um, I love live stuff. Like I, like I said, I live stream for work every every Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern uh, on Elegant Themes, Facebook and YouTube. Uh, but it's And it's fun, but it's about WordPress. I want to do it for geek to geek I want to do it somehow. And I talked to um, um, Scott, who, was, who does the Millennial Nerds podcast, and he was telling me that he does watch parties for his podcasts after they've already been recorded and edited he sets it up to stream the audio on to stream the audio on Twitch and then you can sit on the app and talk with people as you listen to it together and i'm really interested in doing that that uh, of just doing it where it's not anything at all you don't have to set anything up you don't really have to do anything other than say hey i'm going to i'm going to be airing this at time if y'all want to come listen and talk that'd be great and apparently it built him up and got him to be a Twitch partner just by doing that. So that kind of thing is neat. Like, I want to know from you guys listening if that's something you would like here. And not just for geek to geek podcast, but for Geek-Titude and Tea Time and, and sometimes Rob and everything else out there that we've got. If that's something that you're interested in, uh, let me know because I love the idea of it because my whole thing is interacting with you guys. And if we can sit for an hour and talk to each other about butterflies while we listen to somebody else talk about butterflies, I want to do that. Would you, as a podcast listener, do that for a show that you like? I would not, but I can see how a lot of people would. I just, I, I never consider myself part of the mainstream in anything even though that's disingenuous because all of us are part of mainstream something or another but i yeah. always feel like i approach things differently than a lot of the masses not that masses are a bad thing the um, unwashed masses no no not that but i i just tend to come at things from a different angle my life is very particular right now with the age my kids are <laughs> and the way work is and no i don't live stream anything basically even though like i love the idea of it i wish i had more time to check it out but i could see how at a different point in my life or like in the future i might do that kind of thing just not right now yeah and one thing like that's kind of the way that i feel about it like i don't sit down and watch twitch streams for very much the same thing like i will actually watch a lot of snippets of Twitch streams. Like I go and watch a lot of Troidal and Capsule J streams just rarely live. I watch the archive stuff and watch uh, minutes here and there and, and when they're doing stuff. And that's kind of one of the things I'm thinking about doing with this that I took from Scott thinking about live streaming at the same time every week. I'm thinking about doing it like when I have a lull in work during the day where I start streaming an episode of our archives, uh, say post on Twitter or Instagram or something like, Hey, I'm going to go uh, live with this in uh, two hours. We're going to talk about it while I sit here and eat lunch. Like if you want to join, you can like that kind of thing sounds super fun to me. Um, and it's just something different that I want to be able to talk with people about specific topics, you know? Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if we end up trying a bunch of stuff coming out of this. Yeah, like yeah. And that. We'll see what sticks. That's kind of kind of the way I feel about this conference. Is I've got so many ideas that I can't even think of. Like all of them right now. Like they come to me at different times. So I'm like, oh yeah, we should do that or that. Sometimes I don't even have my phone on me to write down the idea. Um, I've been really interested in gamification lately, so I went to a panel on that. Just the idea of providing rewards to people for returning and interacting with stuff really, uh, really gets me. Like I wrote a, an article for work on a plugin that did it, and I've been exp uh, 
experimenting with it and with that one and uh, Discord bots that just for the sake of leveling up, like just for the sake of talking, you level up. And I'm curious about putting one in there, even though the levels do nothing. I'm really curious to see how people interact with that kind of thing, um, even if they're just purely cosmetic rewards. Like if you get to level 100, you get to have a uh, a, a gold shiny name or something. Like uh, I just want to see how people interact with stuff. Um, and gamification really gets me. Like, if you share our new podcast, we'll give you points, which then when we get a merch store, you get a discount from. That kind of thing. Um, which also me and, and speaking BJ's of that. big business now, guys. Watch out. Yeah, he is. Um, like, speaking of, like, I hate that I didn't have a Geek to Geek podcast uh, shirt while I was there. Like, I was going to get some made so that I could uh, wear it around, and I didn't get a chance to. And so it stinks, and I really, really wish I had one, which means that because I want one, uh, there's no point in doing it just where there's like one or two floating around out there. So I'm actually looking into seeing the best way to do that because I want to wear one. I want our shirt. Like, I have geek fitness shirts uh, that I love wearing around, and people ask me what it is uh, when it fits me because because I'm too big for it right now, but it's something that I love doing. So I'm going to be doing that. Like y'all can expect that to be coming soon. Um, if you want to do something like that, because I think I just I just like repping stuff that I love. Like I have a uh, Bluehost shirt and things like that, like I wear. And it's like Bluehost isn't necessarily something I use, but it's like they gave me this thing for free. I like it. And they're nice. Like I like those people like a flywheel shirt, things like that. I'll wear, I wear conference swag because if I like the people who gave it to me. And so that's kind of the way I feel about uh, podcast merch and stuff like that. Like I want to buy stuff from people I like and show that I like them to other people and kind of champion them. And that's what the uh, gamification part is. Like it gives people an easy way to share things that they love and get rewarded for it. Like really that's what they were talking about. Like the number one thing, like we've talked about, is community. That that all of it ba- is based around that, and that's the best way to get the word out about the show. And the best way to grow the community is through the community itself. That everybody who was talking at this conference, everybody said that they get their recommendations for new podcasts from either other podcasts. Or their friends tell people about them. Like, that's it. Like, they, those people do not look for recommendations. Like, a very small number of people actually look for recommendations for new shows within like Apple Podcasts or Spotify. That's changing a little bit now because of uh, the way that, that the millennials are using and streaming from these services. But in general, right now, people still get it from places and people that they trust. So when we were, we were, I can't remember the numbers that Edison was talking about with this, but they were talking about how the most useful ways to grow your community, to get people involved, was to simply ask your listeners to tell one or two people about your show. Like, that's it. Like they said, that is the best way to grow, that if you really want to grow the people who who are in within your community, you ask your community to tell a friend. So this is me looking at you guys through this computer screen and microphone saying, why don't you tell one of your buddies about us today? I want to be their friend, too. And apparently that really works. <laughs> and it's like even if they're not into video games, they're you send them to the butterfly episode. I mean, mm-hmm. you got that going for you. The butterfly episode is like disgusting. And it's like it's so interesting. It's yeah. great. 
and it was fun. like that's one of those things like if you're not if they're not video game people be like hey listen to this or or go listen to the meditation episode if you're stressed out like I've, I've these guys did that like that is literally how they were talking about the best podcast promotion in the world right now well one of that, the reasons like i know that we have a good community is because we there are times where we're on a stretch where it's like new games are coming out or we're talking about things in gaming or like our thoughts behind something right like a more meta right. topic about it and then we'll take a break and it's it'll be a couple weeks on like we did meditation and then i did butterflies and both of those got such a good reaction from people and i'm always surprised like when we go off topic i i'm never not gonna like go off topic because we did this podcast to talk about what we want to talk about and to make a community around that. Um, but I always, in the back of my mind, I'm like, oh, is this, is, do the people who normally listen to us, are they going to be interested in this thing if it's right, so exactly. off topic? And every time we've done something like that, we've gotten such good responses. It always reaffirms that we have such a good community. It does. And that that is specifically what I feel like that is exactly how I feel like we have found the community of responsible adults who like other people like that is when I when I narrowed it down over the weekend like I know you and I were test texting and uh, I say weekend even though it wasn't the weekend when we were texting like you're like yeah you're going to refine your pitch over the uh, the course of the week as you talk to people and I did and I realized that the people that we generally talk to and this isn't everybody but was you know the responsible adults who are out there who just love stuff and may not get a chance to talk to whatever they talk to people about whatever they love and it's like that is generally who we talk to or if they do get to talk with people about it they have somebody else to listen to and talk to about it now it's like those are the people you're our people y'all and um it's uh it was just really cool to know that we found you and that you found us and it makes me happy so i'm really curious about this and i know that you might be too uh, void that i want to know how you guys found us like how you came to find this podcast um i'm always interested in this and i'm uh, just based on this conference it's made me really really curious so if you have a second throw me an email at uh, contact at geek2geekcast.com or, you know, bjk at geekfitness.net or, or geek2geekcast at gmail.com, wherever you want, or on Twitter, you know, where we are. Um, I want to know how you found us. Like, I really do. Like, this isn't even some, you know, marketing type thing. I am personally curious, based on this conference, how we were able to reach like the target demographic for us. Yeah, and, I'd be super uh, interested in that too. Just, yeah, send those our way. We're not going to do anything with them except look at it and go, huh, interesting. But I will do that. I will look at it and go, huh, interesting. Yeah, you will because I was like, that's what I was about to say is I'm going to take a screenshot of it. If I get it first, I'm going to text it to you and your response would be interesting. Yeah, exactly. Just in text. But I know that you'll look at it, cock your head to the side and go, huh. Yeah. And uh, so it's like, that's what we want. Like, that's what I'm curious about, because we early on, we landed in this community. Like we actually hit the community pretty close to the uh, the bullseye. And I have no idea how we did it. So I'm really curious, like just to know how to do that. Oh, I don't uh, know how we did. I that. couldn't have replicated the amount of people that we actually have listening to us now. I don't know how that happened. We're not a giant no. podcast. Um and we usually don't talk like straight up subscriber numbers. So I'm not going to do that. But I do know that I've talked to a lot of other podcasters and I kind of know percentile wise where we're at. And we're probably 85th percentile 
of podcasters yeah. for the amount of like the subscribers we have granted once you get to like the 90th percentile or 95th percentile those are the people that actually make money off of it and mm-hmm. where we are compared to them it's orders of magnitude more it is but we aren't a tiny podcast either like we're actually doing pretty well and i like i said i do not know how i would replicate the community that we have right now no i have no idea how just like starting out right now in podcasting and trying to target y'all I don't know how to make y'all aware of us. And I don't know what we did back then either in in 2016 when we started this. I have zero idea of what we did because we kind of just put it out into the world and we're like, hey, guys, we love this. We're doing this now. And it's great that y'all are here. So, uh, yeah, like looking at Libsyn numbers and everything that they were talking about just in terms of pure downloads over over their period, we are in right at the 85th percentile. So it's of podcast hosted on Libsyn. So you can take that as one of the biggest, if not the biggest host. So yeah, I'm just curious how we got there. I want to let you guys know that it's that this conference exists year after year. There's one in Dallas and one in Los Angeles next year. Um, they're go they're on sale right now at the cheapest they're going to be. The ticket is one ninety nine uh, for them right now. I think it might be two forty nine for the one in L.A. Uh, because it's a slightly different concept. But if that's something, if any of the stuff that we've talked about today is interesting interesting to you and you're interest or you're interested in starting a podcast, um, it is. Uh, by far worth your investment. I met people from Canterbury, England and and farther away like who came into Orlando for this. It is absolutely going to be worth it if that's something you're interested in. Um, I'm doing my best to figure out if I can go next year. Um, but it's going to be awesome, uh, at least to the one in Dallas. That's the one I'm looking at. So um, there are a lot of people who didn't have podcasts there and were just interested in it. So um, I did meet those folks, and uh, they're there. So think about it. But, yeah, I want to do uh, shout-outs for some of the folks I met. Um, that the uh, One of the coolest podcasts I, I found while I was there was called 30 Pop. Um, it is pop culture that happened this week exactly 30 years ago. So it's like, look. Looking at everything, just talking about and bringing up stuff that you may not have known about or kind of getting guests to talk about what the what was going on, this specific incident or specific item or whatever. Like uh, I listened to one on the way home about the Game Boy uh, 30th anniversary because it was last week or the week before, maybe sometime really soon. And uh, like I was listening to that one, I had a guy for, called Retro Rick who's big on Instagram uh, talking about it. it. Was just really neat. There's a Genesis one coming up because uh, it's 30 years old this week, next week, sometime. Um, but it's 30 years old. Like it was really cool. So I really liked the uh, the people uh, doing 30 pop. Uh, Scott from the Millennial Nerds podcast was really cool. He helped me out a bunch. He was another scholarship winner. And he does a podcast that is very much like ours, just looking at the uh, at geeky, geekery stuff and uh, approaching it also from a business perspective. He talks about geeky stuff and entrepreneurship. So it's uh, he'll have people on who, you know, like the people you hear talking about uh, putting about putting like World of Warcraft guild leadership on their resume resumes and getting a job for it like stuff like that uh kind of blurring like blending those lines between business and uh, geekery so it's really cool i met a lot of the folks from the multitude shows i went and talked to a bunch of them uh after they did a panel on networks and collectives and uh and 
indie podcast that band together, and they do a show called Potterless. They also have a live play show uh, whose name I can't remember off the top of my head because I didn't write it down. But the Potterless show is about Harry Potter and a grown man who had... uh, having never read it as a kid, is going through it now, and he's recently just finished it up. So the show is hilarious. Like, I watched a live recording because uh, I think it was DJ Pimp Daddy who sent it to me, uh, like, telling me that they were recording, and I went to it, and it was absolutely hilarious. It was great, and I can't recommend it enough, and the folks are just super nice. Like, that's I stood and talked to them for a good long time uh, and told them that Harry Potter uh, made me not be fat anymore. So uh, it was fun talking to them. And then uh, probably the best friend I made while I was there was a lady named Kirsten Cable. She's from Canterbury, England, and she does a show called The Fluent Show, and she speaks like 10 languages. It's it's absolutely insane. And she uh, listened to this podcast that she did with a woman who... The most recent one, uh, it's called Professor Emoji. It's a behavioral psychologist she's interviewing who looks at emoji as a form of communication, which, you know, we do, but they don't mean what we think they mean. Like, according to behavioral psychology, the way that we use them doesn't make sense to the way that they were intended and created. And then, like, different cultures use them differently. Like, the way that an American teenager and a Japanese teenager use the same emoji are going to be completely different. So if you can't look at two messages, even though they're showing the same, they're showing the same images and icons, they don't mean the same thing to both people. And so it's just really, really cool looking at the way language learning and language interpretation works. And uh, like, that's what the, her whole, her whole show was about. So I really, uh, really had a good time getting to know her and listening to the show. And I've got to watch a documentary she was in for the BBC actually called the super linguists. So I look forward to, uh, to watching that because like, she was just fantastic to talk to. Like we had lunch and uh, went to parties and stuff like that and just just nerded out about language you know me being an old english teacher and everything like that uh it was it was just really really cool so i i cannot recommend those four shows enough uh check them out and y'all know that i'm not the biggest listener of podcasts and these shows got me to listen to them so that's saying a lot awesome well it sounds like you had an like amazing time and you learned a lot and i'm just glad that you could like kind of not info dump but just like share a lot of it with people which is what i wanted i feel like i was mostly listening this episode but that's okay because that's what i was going for and i'm hoping next year that i can go and i'm hoping i'd love for there to be some way for you to go or some of our other geek to geek folks to go uh just because it's like i've been thinking about this in terms of of us as a network and us as a show and it's like everything that i saw was, like I said, so much about the community that it just made me sad that I was actually there alone. That I was like, so I made friends, obviously, but it was like, oh, I wish our people were here too. So it would be it would be fun. I, I would love to be able to get together with some people next year to do that. So yeah, for we've got sure. a long time. And remember, guys, that we also really love the PodCoin app that we have talked about it before. Um, it's a podcatcher that you can get paid to listen to your podcasts on. So check it out at uh, podcoin.com or PodCoin app on Twitter, and you will get to uh, earn points that you can redeem for gift cards based on the amount of time that you've listened to podcasts. So uh, we use it. It is really, really cool. Sweet. Uh, around the network this week on Geekitude, 
they did rewriting the DC Cinematic Universe Part 2. So Rob came back and they talked about it again, which was great. Like, I love the first part and the second part now. So that was a cool double feature. And then Tea Time with Katie and Chelsea, they talked about Veronica Mars Season 4 and their reactions to it. And then, of course, uh, Troido streaming Thursday mornings. Capsule J streams Tuesdays from 8 to 11 p.m. Eastern and sometimes on Thursdays and weekends. And the Geekery this week where people write about things on our kind of combined blog place. What did they have? Austin's Dragon Quest Quest this week has the most memorable Dragon Quest characters, which is really fun because Dragon Quest is known for really wacky characters. So going through uh, the those most memorable characters was fun. And the 13th story didn't do uh, anything this week, but I actually published a blog today that's on there um, that is basically a roundup of all of the podcasting advice and reviews and resources that I have written at work because I was able to do that. So I put together a roundup post called Podcasting 101, uh, Beej's big blog of podcasting. So you can find it on uh, on uh, geek2geekmedia.com slash geekery2. Sweet. And then you guys can go, and if you want to subscribe and just get it sent to you, go to geek2geekmedia.com slash subscribe. Um, we're probably going to forego Geekery this week just based on where we're at for time. But that means the next week is probably going to be just like a smattering of random Geekery topics instead of like one focused main topic. So I always like that when we catch up by doing that. It's true. And I feel like based on where you and I are with Geekery right now, that it's still probably going to be Fire Emblem, that there's going to be a lot of Fire Emblem talk next week because we haven't gotten to talk about it since... Uh, since you've beaten it and I've started playing the 3DS versions and stuff like that. So Yeah, no, there's Fire Emblem talk. I also watched a couple bad movies, one of which was also kind of great. So I need to talk about that. And then MCU Phase 2, I finished that with my kids. There's There are things to talk about next week, but we'll get to it next week. Um, this is probably the most navel-gazy episode that we will ever do. But yes. I thought it was so interesting all these things that you learned. And like I said, I know there are other people on the network or not on the network, but other people who listen to the podcast who either have their own podcast or have thought about it in the past. So they might like all of this information. So I just wanted to catch you while you were still excited and you had it all fresh in your head so that people who are interested could like get all of that from you. Yeah. And basically the notes that we've used as an outline here were the notes that I made myself as I went through the conference and then on the plane was just adding to it as I went, uh, like as something popped back into my head that I might have missed. So it was like, if you want to know, this was literally what I got out of the conference as I went through it. So uh, so that is well worth well worth the money if you're able to swing it or you're interested in it. Um, there's also a virtual ticket that you can buy if you actually want to watch this conference um, in about a month two or three weeks to a month there's uh, going to be a virtual ticket online i'm lucky enough to get that with a scholarship of mine um, but if you want to watch these panels you can actually purchase the virtual ticket and watch any of these on demand um, and it looks like they're going to be producing them as well instead of just standard uh watching the uh presenters talk from a single angle so should be good i'm looking forward to watching a lot of the ones i missed sweet so as always you guys can write to us with comments suggestions or feedback our email address is geek2geekcast at gmail.com or reach us on twitter at geek2geekcast we also have longer discussion threads on our subreddit at reddit.com slash r slash geek2geekcast uh, we also have great discussions on slack and discord uh, you can go to discord.geek2geekmedia.com or slack.geek2geekmedia.com for invite links and you can hang out with us and talk about all sorts of other stuff and while you're there you can check out all the other cool 
cool content on the network. I blog at agreenmushroom.com, and you can find me at GRN Mushroom. That's Green Mushroom without the E's on Twitter. And I'm on Twitter as at Professor Beej. That's Beej with two E's. You can listen to me even more on the Dragon Quest FM podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. <laughs> We've been going with things. your DTA podcast. That'll do it for this week. See you next week, geeks. Bye, geeks. Subscribe and Apple Podcasts. Hey Geeks, this is Capsule J. I'm a streamer on the Geek2Geek Media Network. If you like discovering new games and chatting with cool nerdy folks, be sure to check out my channel on Twitch. You can find it at twitch.tv slash CapsuleJ. That's C-A-P-S-U-L-E-J-A-Y. I stream a blend of indies, retro games, and RPGs most Tuesday nights from 8pm to 11pm Eastern, and occasionally on Thursdays and weekends. Hope to see you then! Hi! My name is Joe Hogan, and I'm a geek. And if you're currently listening to this, there's a good chance you're a geek, too. So check out my podcast, Geektitude. Each week, I talk with somebody about their geek aptitude. Sometimes I talk to people in a geeky profession. Sometimes it's someone doing something really cool with their geekiness. Often it's another geeky podcaster. But it's always someone who wants to share their inner geek. So join me each week as we come together to geek out about all the geeky stuff we love. And remember, this week, keep it geek. Hello friends, this is Troidal Power inviting you to join me over on Twitch most weeknights sometime after dinner. Video games have always been a social hobby for me, with friends and family crammed together on a couch chatting away while someone holds the controller. And thanks to the power of the internet, I've got my own virtual couch over on Twitch where you can kick back and goof off while I play games. Find me on Twitch by searching Troidal Power, that's T-R-O-Y-T-L-E Power, to snag a spot on the couch. Hello, I'm Katie. And I'm Chelsea. And together we are Tea Time with Katie and Chelsea, a podcast all about pop culture. We talk about books, movies, music, basically anything we want at this point. Yes, we obsess about K-pop. And Keanu Reeves. And sometimes Katie cries on the podcast. Hey, that's rude. But really, we are just here to talk about all the things that we love. So make sure to head over to teatimewithkc.com and geek2geekmedia.com to check us out. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to our show wherever you download your podcasts. Bye! Bye.